Welcome to the Experience Christian Church Message Podcast. We are a church startup based out of Exton, Pennsylvania, committed to giving the community a fresh start with God and with church. Our mission is to help people experience God's love in a practical way. We would love to connect with you. Would you text ECC info to 94000 or go to our website, experiencecc.org for more information and to learn how you can be a part of our community. Enjoy today's message. Good morning. It's good to see each and every one of you here today. Uh, We are in the series Back to the Basics. Today I want to talk about spiritual gifts, spiritual gifts. I want to talk about the gift of God. So before we go to God's word, let's take a moment to pray, ask God's blessing on our time together. Father, thank you for allowing us to gather ourselves together in this place. We ask that you would meet us here, Lord, by way of your Holy Spirit. We ask that you would communicate your truth to us in a way in which we can understand it and benefit from it. Lord, we thank you for this opportunity to be able to hear from you. We're depending upon you, Lord, to do the work in us so that other people can see the change in our lives and come to know who you are. We ask that you be with us. We thank you for all that you'll do. It's in the name of Christ that we do pray. Amen. Uh, This morning, I'm going to ask if you would just simply use your Bible. There'll be a couple of scriptures that I will have you to turn to that I think will help us to better understand spiritual gifts as God has presented them to us. I'm going to ask if you would go in your Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. Whether you have your Bible or your cell phone, we want to begin at verse number 4. 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, verse number 4 through 7. Here the Apostle Paul is speaking to us and he gives us some instructions here, and he gives us some clarity here when it comes to gifts. I'll be reading from the New Living Translation for your hearing today. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 4. We ask everyone to stand for the reading of God's Word. We'd like everybody to be in the same place at the same time. 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, verse number 4. The Bible says there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. Amen. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his word. You can be seated. The church at Corinth was a gifted church, but it was still immature in its understanding and behavior of how gifts ought to operate. It was a body of believers that was very charismatic, but they lacked unity. They suffered from division and confusion. The Apostle Paul comes to this assembly and He begins to address this issue, and before he launches off into talking about all the gifts, he gives us some guidelines that will help us to be able to utilize these gifts properly. He uses a Trinitarian approach 
the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, to help us to understand that we're still all one. That even though we are individually gifted, all these gifts come together so that it can enhance and build up the body of Christ. Paul says it's the same Spirit, the same Lord, and the same God. And he points the church toward unity, diversity, and maturity. You'll see all three things connected here. Their, their unity, their diversity, and their maturity. We must understand that it's God at work in us, which works both to do, to will, and to do of his good pleasure. Philippians 2.13. We must decide if we want to try and compete with one another or complete one another. When we have giftings that are individual, it's not a battle. It's not a boxing match. It's not something that we're trying to outdo one another. But it's something that helps us to complete one another and who we are and God called us to be. See, my job is not to come here and try to compete with Pastor Silver. My job is not to try and out-preach him or outdo him. My job is to come alongside him and help him to build the ministry. When I look at both Pastor Matt and myself, we have different leadership styles, but it's still the same spirit. We have different preaching deliveries of how we deliver the word, but it's still the same Lord. We have different experiences that have come along as a result, but it's still the same God. God wants us all to be on the same page and to be able to appreciate all the gifts that he has given to the church. It kind of reminds me of my, my son, Jamar. He's 10 years old, and he thinks somehow that next week I should let him drive my car. <laughs> and if you talk to him long enough, he'll try to convince you that because he has mastered his computer game that he can drive a bus, that he can also drive a car. And I try to get him to understand that it would be irresponsible for me as a parent to give him the keys and let him drive my cars. There are certain rules that govern driving a car. First of all, you have to be a certain age. Second of all, you got to take a test and pass it. Third of all, you don't get in a car and drive. I got to be in the car with you while you're driving. So we got some time before you learn how to drive a car. We've got to learn that there are different gifts that God has given to the body. And there's certain ways in which we can use them to help build up the body and not tear them down. When we read this passage of scripture, the Bible says there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same spirit. He is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it's the same God who does the work in all of us. We can see here reading the scripture in chapter number four that there are different kinds of spiritual gifts, and it highlights the diversity that God has placed within the body. See, some churches operate from the viewpoint of 
the pastor's responsibility and maybe a couple members of his staff, they do all the ministry work. They do all the ministry work because somehow they have a special relationship with God that others don't have. And as a result, we find ourselves as the body of believers weak and anemic because we're not utilizing the church as a whole to take care of the needs within the body. And as a result of that, many pastors are overworked and tired, and yet there are many members whose needs still go unmet because we're not willing to share the giftedness that exists within the body. Actually, the opposite is true. The Bible says for us in Ephesians chapter number four, I'm going to ask that you would turn in your Bible to Ephesians chapter number four. We're going to be reading verse number 11. Ephesians chapter number four, verses 11 through 13. I want you to hear today what God says. In Ephesians chapter number four, verse number 11, it says, Now, these are the gifts God gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, and the pastor teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. This will continue until we all come into such unity in our faith and knowledge of God, son, that we will be mature in the Lord, measuring up to the full and the complete standard of Christ. Amen. It's our job to help equip you to use your gifts so that it can help somebody else. See, the Holy Spirit has given us special gifts. And now that we have these gifts, it's crucial that we use them. So if you know what your gift is, then you ought to get busy using it in the body of Christ. If you don't know what your gift is, then that means that you ought to get busy finding out and discovering what your gift is in the body of Christ. Amen? There's no such thing as sitting back and saying, well, I don't know what my gift is, so I'm just going to wait until I discover it. You can't discover it until you use it. Amen? I always use the analogy, if your gift is not the gift of music, then everybody will know when you're up here singing. We'll, we'll know that that's not your area. All right? And we'll move you to another area where you can be effective. Amen? Diversity, it means having a range of people with various social, economic, racial, and cultural backgrounds coming together in the same place with the same purpose. We've got to have the same purpose. Uh, it's important because our purpose is to build up and strengthen one another, not tear down one another. God gives us gifts so that we can minister to the world and to each other. Amen? Amen. See, sometimes we're good at ministering to the world, but we forget about the people in our own body. Sometimes we're good about ministering to the body, but forget the world. We've got to be able to do both because God has equipped us with his spirit to be able to do that. In fact, what God does is when there's something that's lacking within the body of Christ, God sends somebody with that gift into the body. 
Amen? Amen. So what we lack, God sends us in people that come to. So never be hard on a person who's coming and trying to learn because the gift that they have might be the gift that you need. Amen. Everybody is significant. There are no important gifts. Everybody has a gift that helps to build up the body of Christ. Go to 1 Corinthians in your Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter number 12, and we're going to read verses 15 through 26. 1 Corinthians chapter number 12. And we're going to read starting at verse number 15. All right. This is God speaking to us. God is saying in verse number 15, if the foot says, I am not part of the body because I'm not the hand, does that make it any less part of the body? And if the ear says, I'm not part of the body because I am not an eye, Would that make it any less part of the body? Verse 17 says, and if the whole body were an eye, how would it hear? Or if the whole body were an ear, how would it smell anything? But our bodies have many parts, and God has put each part just where he wants it. How strange a body would be if it only had one part. Yes, there are many parts, but only one body. The eye can never say to the hand, I don't need you. The head can't say to the foot, I don't need you. In fact, some parts of the body that seem weakest and least important are actually the most necessary. And the parts we regard as less honorable are those we clothe with the greatest care. So we carefully Protect these parts that should not be seen, while the more honorable parts do not require the same special care. God has created us in different ways. And many times I think we miss the beauty of church because we don't appreciate the gifts that God has given to us. Particularly when we don't understand them, particularly when we might not like them, You have to understand that everything is necessary for the body to grow stronger. When I think of my family, I think of how God has gifted us. When I think of my wife, God has blessed her with musical abilities that are just outstanding. I've watched her as she has coordinated and conducted music for choirs of over 100 people. I've watched her as she has put together a gospel choir, and they would go to the Sixers game and be the halftime entertainment. I've watched her as she stands here and sings, and she is the lead on a song, and she'll leave the lead, and she'll go down and sing the tenor part so the tenors can stay on part, and then come back to her position and go to the sopranos part to make sure the sopranos, and go back to the lead and never miss a beat in the song. That is giftedness. And we ought to appreciate the gift that God has given to us in song and music here that we have. When I think of my daughter, my daughter is gifted in music, just like her mother. 
There, there was a particular time when um, we were putting together a children's program and, uh, for Sunday morning, and I said, you know, I think it would be a good idea, uh, Jocelyn, if you would play the viola. She's been playing the viola for years. I said, I'll get the music for you, and, um, you know, you can play. She said, I can't do that. I said, what do you mean you can't do that? She said, I don't know how to play by notes. I said, now, wait a minute. Now, we went and watched you play the viola from elementary school all the way through high school. You mean to tell me you cannot read music? How did you? She said, no, what I did was I had them play the tune, and then I could reproduce the tune on the instrument. All those years, you didn't know how to play? She said, no, but if you let me listen to it, I can play it. There was a particular time when I was in my house, and I could hear the music, and I thought it was a recording. But then I noticed somebody was playing the piano. I said, who is playing the piano? It was Jocelyn down there playing the piano. Can't read music, but playing. She was playing a, tone, a tune from Joe Harashi. I think it was Summer. Yeah. yeah. And just, just playing it all out. And I was like, Man, that's incredible. And then God has gifted her with the ability to sing. <laughs> she can sing. I mean, when she sings, the angels cry. And, and there was a time when we recognized that that was her gift. But we couldn't tell her that it was she was going to sing on that particular Sunday because she would get all up. She, oh, I don't know if I can do it. I, I don't know if I can do it. I so we had to wait to the morning of two minutes before she would sing and say, okay, you're, you're going to sing now because that's the gift that God has given to you. All the way to the place now where she can stand flat-footed and sing. We've got to find ways to encourage one another in our gifts, that sometimes gifting can be something that you don't like and is difficult, but if we encourage one another, it can be a blessing for all of us. Verse number five says, there are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. He shows us that there's unity. There's strength in our unity together. We're individuals. We have individual identities, but God has blended us together so that we, we can be strong. God has given the church the enormous responsibility to make disciples of every nation. And it involves preaching and teaching. It involves nurturing, giving, administrating, building, and many other tasks. When we fulfill this command, we can't do it under our own strength. We've got to learn how to depend upon the Spirit of God to give us what we need in order to give our gift to others. See, some of us only do one task. Some of us do other tasks. But we can do a lot more collectively if each person does their part than if we try to do it individually under our own strength. With man, it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. We have to learn how to obey God and what he calls us to do. But unfortunately, as humans, we have a way of overestimating what we can do and underestimating what God can do. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. God can do a lot more with us if we learn how to submit ourselves to him and humbly walk in obedience to what he has already called us to do. And let's have the ability to work together to express our gifts. In Romans chapter number 12, verses 6 through 8, the Bible reminds us that God has given gifts. Notice, God has given them. We didn't select them. We didn't choose them. God gave them to us. And as a result of God giving us those gifts, he has a way of blending them together that we can be much stronger in the Lord. The Bible says to us in verse number six, in his grace, God has given us different gifts for doing certain things well. So if God has given you the ability to prophesy, speak with as much faith as God has given you. And if your gift is serving others, serve them well. And if you're a teacher, teach well. If your gift is to encourage others, be encouraging. If it's giving, give generously. If God has given you leadership ability, take that responsibility seriously. And if you have the gift of showing kindness to others, do it gladly. When I think of how God has gifted us, it's important that we don't kill the gift. Sometimes we don't always understand the gift things that God gives to us, and we have a way of killing them or discouraging people, particularly when it gets on our nerves and we don't like it. It reminds me of my son, who is a talker. My brother happened to be graduating from Ohio University, And we were on our way out to see him. We were going to take a car ride. He was getting his doctorate degree in communications. And I decided I thought it would be a good idea to take Justin along with us so that he could be on the campus and see what it's like. And hopefully his desire would be able to go one day to college himself. We got in a car. And from the time the door closed (laughs) until we arrived in Athens, Ohio, he was talking. He talked all the way up the turnpike. He talked when we got off the exit up past Bedford to go down into West Virginia and then to go up into Ohio. And my parents were encouraging him to talk. Say, no, no, let him talk. Let him talk. He got something he got to say. He's going to be a talker one day. I said, please do not say anything else. And I was like, do you even breathe when you talk? Because he just went from one conversation to the next conversation to the next conversation to the point when we were pulling into I said, please be quiet. He had talked so much that he had so much air in his stomach that he was having a tummy ache. And I had to go to the drugstore and get him some Pepto-Bismol. That's how much he talked. But it was during that time what the Lord showed me was that don't discourage his gift. That's his giftedness. And as a result of his giftedness, there will be many people, there will be thousands that will be affected by his ability to speak. And so I had to find ways of encouraging him. to talk. There was a particular time when he had come home from college and 
we hadn't had a chance to talk in a while. We were sitting in our bed trying to go to sleep, and he says, I, I need to talk. So he climbed, this big old man climbed into <laughs> our bed and sat up and started talking. And as he continued to talk, I drifted off to sleep. When I woke up in the morning, he was still in the same position and he was still talking. That's a true story. But now I watch as he travels across the United States talking to thousands of students all year long, encouraging them to do the right thing and understand what God has, God has made them. All because I didn't take the time to kill the gift that somehow I didn't understand. Let us not, as a body of believers, kill the gift that God has given to us. All the things that God has given to us are beautiful and used in our own way to build up the body. And even though we don't understand it or might not even like it or agree with it, God can use it to help reach somebody else. If we focus more on what our gift is and using it to build up the body than being adversarial or not liking a gift that somebody else has, we can avoid the trap of being in a position where we are not working together and on the same page and having the same purpose. God has gifted us in unique ways to be able to fulfill his calling. Last but not least, God has gifted us so that we can mature, that we can go. God works in different ways, but it's the same God that does the work. Notice, it's God who does the work. The church is composed of many types of people, and there are many different ways of doing things. We have to understand that despite our differences, we have one common faith, and that's faith in Jesus Christ. It is the thing that holds us together. We are uniquely made by God, but God uses it to mature us. We share the same spirit. God does things in different ways. The Bible says clearly to us in Isaiah 55, my thoughts are not your thoughts, and my ways are not your ways. How much different are they than yours, Lord? The Bible says my thoughts and my ways are as high as the heaven is above the earth. That God does things differently for us and through us and with us. And when we focus more on the purpose and what God has called us to do and less on the things that we don't understand, God can do mighty things with this church. God can change a community if we're focused on what it is he's called us to do and not focus on what it is that we like and we don't like. In fact, that's not the standard that God has given us at all. God never told us to like one another. God told us that we need to love one another. Amen. And when you love one another, you look beyond a person's fault and you see what their need is. So despite what it is that you have as a difference, God says, use this as an opportunity to grow. Well, I want to take time today just to thank God for the gift. God has gifted all of us and it's beautiful in God's sight to be able to stand in this place and look around the room and see all the differences that we have and how he brings them together. We need to thank God for the gift. We need to appreciate God for the gift that he has given to us. We need to acknowledge that God is good. Even when things aren't working well, God is still good. Even when things happen that we don't like and are not prepared for, God is still good. That the God we serve is a wonderful God, that he's a kind God, that he is a caring God, that God is concerned about each one of us. 
And the Bible says that we ought to shout with joy unto the Lord. Amen. It means that we ought to make a little bit of noise. Amen. It means that we ought to be able to put our hands together and clap, that we ought to be able to stand to our feet and raise our hands and say, God, I thank you for being a mighty good God. I thank you for taking care of me. I thank you for helping me along my way. For if it had not been for the Lord who was on my side, then I might not have made it this far. It's been God all by himself that has taken me up through the hills and the valleys. It's been God who's been my encouragement. It's been God who's been the lifter of my head. It's been God who's made a way out of no way. It's been God who's made the path clear. It's been God. And we need to worship the Lord with gladness. That means we ought to be a little bit happy. That means we ought to have some smile on our face. That we ought to take the time and give God praise and honor for all that he has done for us because he has been a mighty good God. He's watched over us and kept us and brought us this far by faith. It's been the Lord who has taken me from place to place. When I look back at my family and I look about where we used to be and where we're at now, I can thank God because it's been him all by himself that has brought us a mighty long way. And I've come far enough now that I can't turn back. I don't want to go back because all the stuff back there didn't do me no good. But it's God who showed me his goodness. It's God that has showed me his grace. It is God that has showed me his mercy. It is God that has showed me that all things work together for the good, for those that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So if you're having a tough time, just hold on a little bit while that God is going to take you to where he needs you to be. If you're having a difficult day, God can make it a better day. You got to learn how to praise him in spite of your problems. Praise him in spite of your situation. Praise him in spite of your circumstance. You got to learn how to thank God no matter where you're at in life. And then that way, it doesn't matter where you're at, you can come to church and praise God. You can praise God when you have a bad week. You can praise God when you have a good week. You can praise God when you have a down day. You can praise God when things are uncomfortable. You can praise God when things just ain't working out because you know that God's got a plan for you and that what God has is way better for you than what you think. God will give you more than you expect. God will give you more than what you deserve. God give you more than what you can even think or imagine because we serve a good God, a great God, an awesome God, a God who's worthy of praise. Now, if I can go to a football game and I can cheer for a team that's losing, I can come to church and thank a good God for taking care of me. If I can go to a high school football game, a high school basketball game and cheer and raise my hands and stand up and shout with all of my breath, then I can come to church and I can thank God sure enough. I can thank him for his goodness. I can thank him for all that he's done in my life because I'm a fan of Jesus. That's how you get rid of some of that stress, amen? By letting it out, amen? It ain't helping you by keeping it in. You ought to let it out, amen? And so we thank God today for his gift. Allow him to use the gift that he has given you to encourage others and to build you up in the faith. God bless you. Thanks for joining us. We hope something you heard today will draw you closer to God and encourage you to know him better. If you found this message podcast helpful, please subscribe, write a review, and consider sharing it with someone else. If there is anything we can do for you, 
a question we could talk through with you, a prayer we could say on your behalf, or a need you have, please don't hesitate to let us know. We are better together. Please connect with us soon. Take care.